Let's open the word of the Lord to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 5, and at the same time let's dismiss the children. We're going to read from verses 1 through 11. <clears throat> I believe God is going to be uh, speaking to us through these verses. He is calling us deeper to him in worship, in adoration, in dedication. We see many of the signs uh, on a global scale of things that are happening, things that are coalescing, uh, macro shifts that are happening in our economy, in, uh, governmentally, politically, socially. So we have to be uh, listening uh, to God. And he's calling us deeper. Uh, Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. <clears throat> so it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Genesaret, and he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he had gotten into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitude from the boat. When he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out to the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled or worked. We have toiled all night and we've caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners on the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they, they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' feet, or rather knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with them were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to the land, they forsook all and followed him. Father, thank you for your word. We ask the Holy Spirit that you would open up the eyes of our understanding, that we might be able to hear and understand and apprehend and apply your word to our lives. Father, we give you the praise for it. Dear Holy Spirit, have your way today in our hearts and minds. We give you the praise in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. When we read the scripture, uh, many times God speaks to us uh, in one way, and then we read the scriptures again, and he speaks to us another way. It's amazing. You can read the same verse or the same paragraphs a thousand times, and you'll get different understanding from it each and every time. Uh, thus is the word of God. The word of God is rich. And, and uh, as I was reading uh, these verses this morning, several things came to mind. The first thing is that the Bible says the multitude pressed Jesus to hear the word. There comes a time when the people realize, oh my God, I need to hear something from God. And today people all over the world are pressing in and they're saying, God, if I ever need to hear anything, I need to hear it now. Is there anybody like this in this audience today that's saying if there's any time that I've needed to hear God, I need to hear him now? And it's interesting, when you saw the press of the people that instantly had activated Jesus, 
And Jesus immediately said, hold on a second. I'm going to have to find a place, a podium, a platform, some way to get my word to my people. And you're going to find that there are no limits in God. When you press in God, somewhere along the line, somehow, some way, some shape or form, he's going to get his word to you. He's going to get his instructions to you. He's going to get his wisdom to you. So if you're seeking, you're going to find. And in this season, God is saying, I need for you to come deeper. I need for you to press a bit because there's some wisdom and understanding and some things that need to activate in this season that if you don't press, you won't get that. Notice it happened when the people pressed. And you're just about ready to get your answer. You just need to press a little more. Some of you have been through such a fight that you've stopped. You, you've, you've said, you know, I don't know if I have the energy. Well, I am I'm wanting to say to you today that there is a release of new energy for you. A release of new strength for you. A, a release of new wisdom for you today. All you need to do is press a little more. You're almost there. You're almost at the place where there's going to be a supernatural and divine release of his glory, of his grace, of his spirit, of his wisdom on your behalf. Come on, let's praise him. It's time to go a little deeper. And another thing, I love it, when you press into God, he gets into your stuff. You know, he just got on the boat. He didn't ask Peter for permission. He just said, Peter, I need your boat. He went right in there and immediately started, uh, you know, releasing the word of the Lord for that particular region. And as we press in, I believe he's going to get in your business. He's going to get in your personal life. He's going to get in there with you in prayer. You're going to start to hear God. Some of you are going to hear him in your spirit, man. Some of you are going to hear, see dreams and visions. Some of you are suddenly going to have an aha moment, a moment where you say, oh my God, I suddenly get this thing. But make no mistake about it, he's ready to invade your business. He's ready to get in there personal, deep, right there with you. It's you and God. Say to your neighbor, it's me and God. Hallelujah. He's getting, it, he's getting it in our boats because he wants us to go deeper. He's getting in our business because there's something he wants to get over to you. And another thing about it is that when you were created, he deposited some of his own riches in you. So at this time, he says, I need to get those riches out because they were deposited for such a time as this. They were deposited for this season. And in this season, he wants to draw it out of you because there's some greatness inside of you. There's a word inside of you. There's a song inside of you. There's a cry inside of you. There's wisdom inside of you. There's something inside of you that this world needs. There's something inside of you that God is saying it's my time for this to come out. And not for nothing, but you're not the owner of that thing. You're just the carrier of that thing. And it's got to be born and it has to be born now. So God is saying, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to give you a visitation and I'm going to pull out from you that which I determined that needs to be alive in this season. Come on, shout to the Lord. Give him some glory. And you might be going through that thing where you're sensing that tug of the Holy Ghost and he wants to pull that out of you and some of you are resisting. It's not time to resist. It's like somebody once said, resistance is futile. <laughs> I just went st uh, Star Trek on you. The, the, so, and most of you didn't even get that. But the point is, it's, <laughs> it's not... <laughs> It's not time to be resisting. It's time to say, okay, God, I'm ready to partner with you. I'm willing, Lord. Whatever you say, I will do. Here I am. Use me. Hallelujah. Say with me. Here I am. Use me, Lord. Come on, give him some praise in the house. Hallelujah. 
He's calling us to get out of our comfort zones and our private lives. It's, it's not time to be just chilling. No, no, not time to chill right now. It's time to do battle. Every day we need to be doing battle. It's time to do battle for our private lives, or b- battle in our ministries, battle in our region. Right now it's not just about you. It's about those that don't know him yet. It's, I just praise God that the children were out there worshiping God. They were out there praying for our school. They were out there praying for the land. You know why? It, that's our inheritance that's our inheritance glory to God the enemy wants to take it away from us but that is our inheritance he's raised us up for such a time as this to be able to go to the land and bless the land bless the land and speak life to the land and speak life to the families in this region glory to God it's not time to become a hermit it's time to come out and be who God has called you to be Amen. And I love it because although there were two boats, Jesus only went into one boat. So there are times when God's ready to move, the multitude might not get it. Everybody might not get it, but God comes to you first. And he says, I'm coming to your boat first, and I'm going to turn you on. I'm going to turn the lights on inside of you, and then something's going to happen when the lights are turned on inside of you. Once he gets into your boat, then you start activated, and that's when others will see what God is doing. But somebody's got to get this first. Somebody's got to be a carrier of the presence of God first. Hallelujah. Amen. And then it's another interesting thing, because when Jesus said, um, Peter, I want you to do this. He said, you know, not for nothing, Jesus, but we've been working all night. We've been toiling at this for a long time. And, you know, so there's many today in the kingdom of God that are tired. And, you know, realistically, we're just human. Some of you are tired. And God is saying, no, no, I want you to do this now. But whenever, I love it because whenever God tells you to do something, he has provision to go with that. When God tells you something, it's because he already determined that he's going to equip you, that he's going to strengthen you, he's going to give you new strength, he's going to give you new passion, he's going to give you new anointing. He's going to give you new joy. He's going to give you new wisdom. He's going to give you new revelation. He's going to give you new direction. He's going to give you new relationships. Glory to God. He's going to take away some stuff, but he's going to give you some good stuff. Stuff that will help you to operate in this season. So I said, come on, God. Give it all. Give, give it to me. I, I don't want you to be cheap, Lord. Give it, give it, give it. Come on, stop, stop asking God for so much. No, no. Ask and you shall receive. Our problem is we haven't been asking i even seen some people, no, I'm not going to be, you know, um, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm just going to ask just for this tiny little thing. You think that just by saying that, God's, oh, okay, good, because I'm busy. God's saying in heaven, I'm busy. I don't, I've been giving so much, I don't have any more to give. It's almost like we, got, we think that God is limited like us. He's not limited. You can ask big, and you will receive big. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ask, and you shall receive. And in the original language, it says, ask and keep on asking, and you will receive and keep on receiving. Because God is not limited. Say to your neighbor, God's not limited. He has all the anointing I need. Come on, say it. He has all the anointing I need. He has all the resources I need. Come on. He has all the joy that I ever need. He has all the power that I ever need. Amen. Glory to God. 
And all you need is a little revelation right now. All you need is a little understanding of something that will come to you. And that's all you'll need to just catch on fire. Well, I'm here to tell you today is the day to catch on fire. Hallelujah. And as I was reading the story, I noticed that when Peter obeyed Christ, he really didn't expect what was going to happen. He was actually surprised because he told Jesus, Jesus, there's nothing there. And how many of you are at a point where you're saying, there's just nothing there? How many of you look, there's just nothing. It's limited. Just, you only have this. There's nothing everywhere I go. Just nothing. And when, when Jesus says, no, no, just obey me. I want you to do it this way now. And they did, and suddenly there was such a large catch of fish that he had to, he had to call his friends. He had to call his team. He could not do it alone. And so here's, here's the first thing about this, that he was surprised. Well, guess what? God is about ready to surprise you. God is about ready to overwhelm you with his goodness. He's about ready to overwhelm you with wisdom, overwhelm you with his love, overwhelm you with his power, overwhelm you with dreams and visions, overwhelm you with revelation knowledge. He's about to overwhelm you. He's about to surprise you. Hallelujah. Just as long as we obey him, just as long as we stand with him, just as long as he speaks, he says, okay, I don't know if I see what you're seeing, but I'm going to obey you. And when we stand for God, he will surprise us. My God. And then it says he needed help. Yes, this is a season that is not for the Lone Rangers. This is a season where we need to work as a team. This is a season where I need to look up to the left and to the right and see those that God has set with me, near me, and we have to do this together. You're not going to overcome on your own. There are a myriad of things that the enemy has thrown. It's almost like he has just gone from the left, the right, the north, the south, the east, the west, and he's just thrown everything he has at this world. And I don't know if you notice, but everything is against Christians. Everything is against Christians. Everything is against Christians. But guess what? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we have to learn to work together. We have to break the petty things that divide us. And you know, one of the things the enemy does, because he understands the power of division, is he tries to divide us. He tries to get us offended at each other. He tries to get us angry at each other. He tries to uh, um, segment each other, compartmentalize us. Well, I'm for this. Well, I'm against this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul criticized the Christians of that day because they would say, well, I'm for Cephas. Well, I'm for this. I'm for Peter. I'm for... No, we're for Christ. With all due respect, I am for Christ. And if anybody is Christ, they're my brother, they're my sister. Amen. And so they had to work together. And it's only in working together that they were able to do it. Notice the net started to break while he was working alone. You can't do this on your own. We're called the body of Christ for a reason. Amen? The, my hand, my left hand can't do everything. When I'm taking a shower, my left hand can reach several areas. But then my right hand has to kick in. It says, no, I got this. 
And my left hand goes, okay, fine. There you go. Right? Right? Isn't it true? We, all, we need both hands to do an effective job. But guess what? I can't walk to the store with my hands only. I only know maybe about three people in the world that can actually do that. <laughs> I mean, some people actually do that, but it's not normal. When was the last time you were walking in the street and saw people walking with their hands? It's not normal. It's not meant that way. And that is exactly the way God created the body. You have gifting. I have a gifting. We all have different giftings, but we can't do it alone. I need you. You need me. Amen? Say to your neighbor, I need you. And <laughs> you need me too. Praise God. So we need each other. Only when the other team came in, the second boat, and the other guys came in, that's when they were able to subdivide the load. And even though the boats started looking like they were ready to sink, they didn't sink. Because we know in the last verse, verse 11, it says they did reach land. So we know the boats didn't sink only because they were both working together. So say to your neighbor, it's time to work together. Praise God. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you and I equal victory. Hallelujah. And I don't care what it looks like out there in the world. One time Jesus uh, started doing this and Peter looked and saw, oh my God. You know what he did? When he realized who Jesus was, he got on his knees and he repented. So I believe there's a season of repentance coming upon this nation. I believe there's a season of repentance coming upon our friends, our family members. I believe God's going to open up their eyes. We're hearing all over the world, Jesus is revealing himself to many different nations, many different religions. He is literally, um, we see among the Muslim family, a lot of, of Muslims are coming forth and saying, I came to Jesus because he showed me who he was. They received dreams and revelations of, of his love for the world. Amen? And I believe this is a season that many are going to come to repentance. So don't give up the word. Don't shut your mouth. Don't shut your mouth. Don't shut down. Don't back down. This is not the time to stop preaching. This is the time to increase the preaching. This is the time to increase the love of God being manifest through your life. Don't shut down. Say to your neighbor, don't shut down. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Then he said, from this time on, you will catch fish. This is the best time. The best is yet to come, people of God. Say that with me. The best is yet to come. Yes. Amen. I'm excited about it because, see, even though in the natural, I don't have what it takes to change the heart of man, but I don't have to worry about that. All I have to do is share the word. The word itself will go into the heart of man, and even if we don't see it right away, it will change their hearts. Hallelujah. And that's what we need to understand. It's the word that works the miracle. It's not us. We don't work the miracle. We're just partners with God. And he called us. See, the angels can't even preach. There are cases in scripture where the angels will say, you need to meet this person because this person has the gospel message. So they would lead them to those that had the message. And then the people would preach and they would get saved. This is a privilege that we have. Say to your neighbor, it's a privilege. Hallelujah. Amen. But here's the thing, Jesus won't do anything that we're supposed to do. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 16 and 17, it said, Jesus said, he said to them, 
they do not need to go away. Who? 5,000 men, including their children and their wives. So probably somewhere between anywhere between 10 and 20,000 people were there. They had spent all day hearing Jesus. It still blows me away how Jesus was able to preach without a sound system. <laughs> to 10,000, 15,000 people. I, I'm amazed at that. I mean, Jesus had a loud voice. And then he says, you don't have to send them away because they were hungry. And so the, the disciples were saying, Jesus, you've got to send these people home. It's late. They've got to go eat. They're hungry. They're tired. And he said, you don't have to send them, uh, send them away. Give them something to eat. And uh, so they looked at him. You know those moments when somebody tells you something ridiculous? Can you imagine your face? I'm like, huh? I'm sure that that's what they, how they referred to Jesus, or rather reflected on what he said and how they reacted. Huh? He said, you give them to eat. Uh, there's 10 to 20,000 people here. You want us to give them to eat? Now you've done lost your mind. Jesus has done some crazy things. And up to now, it's worked. But this one, he's asking us to do it, and we simply don't have those resources. Jesus, this one you missed it. Clearly you missed it. You give them something to eat. And they said, we only have, after they looked around, five loaves and two fish. So he commanded them all, or the, commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish, what they had, and he looked up to heaven, he blessed the food and broke it into pieces and gave the loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitudes. No. He did the miracle, he did the multiplication, but the disciples actually had to do the feeding. Many Christians think all we need to do is pray and God will take care of the rest. Doesn't work that way. We pray and then he'll show you where the resources are. And then he says, now go meet the need. Five people clap there. The other said, well, I, I don't know. I don't get that revelation yet. <laughs> no, it's a partnership between God and man. He gives us the resources. He'll multiply the resources when he sees our willingness, but we're the ones that have to go feed the communities. We're the ones that have to go feed the people. That's a powerful revelation right there. And that's why if all we do is go to church on Sunday, we're not yet obeying God. All we're doing is we're hearing and preparing our hearts. But once our hearts are prepared, then we've got to give. You can't just receive. You've got to give. The body wasn't made to just receive. When you eat, you feel good, right? Yeah. And then what's the next thing? You need to expel the stuff. You can't, you know, by nature, if you just keep on eating it, you will blow up. Get sick and die, basically, right? Think about it. But yet, there are many Christians that do that. We eat and eat and eat and eat and eat every week, but we never give out. Everybody stop saying amen. I hear no more shouts. Everybody put their head down. And some of you are like this. Um, uh. I saw somebody immediately take out their iPhone. <laughs> That's the way it is. We need to cooperate. <laughs> we need to cooperate with the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. In John chapter 20. Verse 19 through 20, it says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut 
where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst. The doors were shut, they were there alone, and suddenly Jesus showed up. They were in a room all alone, the doors were closed. Without a door opening, Jesus suddenly showed up. He came and stood in the midst, and he said to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side to prove to them that it was Jesus, because the scars were still there. And then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And in many occasions, we think that, this is it, the Lord's not going to show up. In many occasions, we think, that's it, doors are closed. Everything I tried, doors are closed. Nothing opens up. Let me tell you something. Jesus can show up even when the doors are closed. And not only can Jesus show up, I believe that Jesus is going to be showing up in our business in the coming days and months, even though in past times the doors might have been open, the doors are now going to begin to open for you. Because he's going to show up, and he's going to show up with signs and wonders and miracles. Somebody has to get excited today because this is, a, this is for you. God is saying for you, the doors might have been closed, but now they're going to start to open. Because he's going to be there right with you. And when Jesus is there, that means miracles are available. That means signs and wonders are available. That means the enemy has to flee. That means wisdom is going to come. That means everything that was upside down is going to turn right side up. That means that things that were destroyed are going to be fixed. That means that things that were dead are about ready to get resurrected. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Because when Jesus shows up, it's resurrection time. When Jesus shows up, it's healing time. When Jesus shows up, it's restoration time. When Jesus shows up, it's healing time. It's wisdom time. It's peace time. It's celebration time. It's joy time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This is a season you could see it. All you need, I mean, you don't need great revelation. Just look at the news. You can see we're being attacked from the north, the east, the south, and the west. But in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, you see a story where the enemies came against God's people. And they literally came at them in all different directions. And when the king heard about it, he says, we, we can't do anything about this in the natural. We have to call upon God. So he started calling the nation. And he said, we all have to pray and fast, get the children fasting, get the animals fasting. We all have to fast and pray. And they prayed to God, and, and, and one of the prophets there arose and spoke the word of the Lord and said, you don't have to fight. He is with you. And he says, in this case, you're not going to have to do anything except worship. And, and watch the hand of the Lord move. And they, they got up and they started pressing in and they started worshiping God. And God did a series of miracles for these people, totally delivered them. And in what should have been a great defeat turned out to be an amazing victory where God turned the enemy's plans right upon his own head. You read the story yourself. Amazing. And so what I'm saying if when you see the enemy attacking on all sides, get ready because God is going to rise as a mighty warrior that he is. And he's going to raise up a banner for you. And he's going to turn this thing around. Say with me, turn it around. God's about ready to turn it around. 
turn it around, open up the windows of heaven. Hallelujah. Pour out your grace. Pour out your power. Hallelujah. He's about ready to turn it around. And one of the things that these people did is they came together in relationship. And they prayed and they fasted together. Your relationships affect your future. Make no mistake about it. And the problem is many times we meet and relate with the wrong people. And God is saying, watch your relationships today because each relationship is, gonna, is a seed that's going to help you to bear fruit or weeds. So this is a time you have to be very careful. Listen to me. This is a time you have to be very careful about your relationships because they're either going to help you to produce the fruit that God wants from you or it's going to produce stuff that's undesirable. Your relationship will either strengthen you or weaken you. So we have to be careful. When Peter uh, asked for help, thank God that his friends came. Because if his friends would not have come with the other boat, his boat would have sunk. Mm. Mm. My God. Thank God for quality ministry friends and partnerships. Thank God for the people around me. I mean, I thank God for your prayers because maybe there could have been a time, and I believe this, that many times when I've been at my lowest, you have been praying for me. And I felt that wind at my back, the wind on my sails. And many times you've been a little weak and I've been praying for you. And you have felt that extra, that super to your natural glory to God. And this is a time where as we look at the right relationships, God's going to show you who are the right relationships and who are the ones you're going to need to stick with, who, you need, who are the ones you need to like, not push away, but just say, I, I can't really spend most of my time with you. Because every time I'm with you, it weakens me. Every time I uh, talk to you, uh, just something happens. You're not giving me the right word. You're not encouraging me. You're not uplifting me in the Lord. We have to watch our relationships. <laughs> Hallelujah. In Ephesians 5, 11 and 12, in the Amplified Version, it says this. Do not participate in the worthless and unproductive deeds of darkness, but instead expose them by exemplifying personal integrity, moral courage and godly character for it is disgraceful to even to mention the things that such people practice in secret see so we have to be careful who we allow into our personal circle because the wrong relationship can hurt or even destroy you Amen. see so god will give you the wisdom so you need to flow with the wisdom of god and not allow people to manipulate you or to uh, coerce you in, into things that you know your spirit man is saying, this is not God's will for me. Amen. And finally, you, we have to know the will of God. We have to be thankful and connect with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing. Ephesians 5, verses 15 through 20 in the New Living Translation says this. Be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, 
singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves. See, that, that, once again, not just alone, but with us, with all of us, doing it together too. Making music to the Lord in our hearts and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Some people take that out of context. It says give thanks for everything, right? It doesn't mean that everything is uh, fun. But when I'm going through the problems, it's, it's not that we have to thank God for the problem. We have to thank God in the midst of the problem. Because even in the midst of the problem, we're picking up some wisdom. We're, we're, we're picking up some strength. Because sometimes God will lead us to areas that we need to battle with. But all that does, it serves to strengthen us on the inside. It gets us back to the place of prayer. Maybe we were being lazy or apathetic in the kingdom of God. But now that we're going through this crisis, the crisis led you back to the presence of God. It led you back to prayer. It led you back to seeking Him. It led you back to getting back in the center of God's will. Hallelujah. Luke 5.11, last verse I'm going to read. That's the last verse where we started to have the theme verses. It says, so when they had brought their boats to land. And I add, when they brought their boats to the land, packed with fish, packed with provision. Initially, when they had brought their boats to land, it had nothing. It was empty. When they brought their boats back to land, they were disappointed. They were disillusioned. See, because they would not be able to sell fish. Their families would not be able to eat that day. They would not be able to go to the marketplace and re, uh, regenerate the need for the community. Nothing was going to happen. So they were disillusioned, despondent, tired, right? But when Jesus said, no, no, come back out with me. See, when they went with Jesus... When the boats came back to the land, now suddenly there's provision. Suddenly they have, uh, I'm sure, even though Peter was tired, he had a new sense of, of uh, joy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> look at my boat. Look how packed this thing is. I don't know about you, but, you know, there, there are times where you work as much as you can, and suddenly something good happens, and, and even though you were tired, suddenly you're encouraged again. Because there's always a deposit. Amen, amen. There's always a deposit of energy in the deep part of your spirit, man. There always is. It's almost like the gas tank. The gas tank goes to zero, right, or to E. But even there, you, have, you still have five gallons. You have a reserve. There's always a reserve inside of you. You could be the most tiredest, but in the midst of a crisis, in the midst of something crazy, that would come out. Praise God. And suddenly, I believe these men on their reserves were able to do what they needed to do for their community, for their city, for their families. Amen. When they came with all those fishes, when they got back home to their wives and their children, when they went back to the, the store owner, I said, listen, how many do you want today? <laughs> well, you know, do you have, do you have like 30? <laughs> I have as many as you want. You want 30? I'll give you 30. You want 100? I'll give you 100. You know why? Jesus visited us today. The presence of God suddenly showed up. The wisdom of God led us to the right place. And suddenly we realized that we actually all along had more than enough. Come on, give him some praise. Hallelujah! Because when God blesses you, he gives you more than enough. Say to your neighbor, I have more than enough. Amen.
So it doesn't make a difference what people see. They don't understand there's a supernatural reserve on the inside that has been literally hidden there for this time, for this season. So say to your neighbor, get ready. Because that deposit is about ready to overflow. Hallelujah. It's overflow time. It's overflow time. Tell your neighbor, it's time to overflow. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Come on, come on. Let's stand up and give him some praise. It's time for the overflow. It's time to allow that anointing, that grace, that wisdom to flow. Hey. Hallelujah. He's calling us deeper. It's calling us deeper. Time to go deeper. There's no time to be on standby. No time to just look. It's not time to be a hearer. It's time to be a doer of the word of God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Bow your heads with me. Bow your heads with me. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your grace. Dear Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We love you, Lord God. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you for what you're about to do in our lives. Thank you for wisdom and revelation and joy, for new strength, my Father. Thank you, Lord God, for that deposit that's within us that's coming forth in this season. Thank you, Lord, that you're calling us deeper because you want to get that stuff out of us. You want to pour in us some new revelation. You want to pour in us, Lord God, the strategy for this season. For even if the enemy will come, Lord, from the north, the east, the south, and the west, he will not be able to prevail because you are in the midst. Hallelujah. You show up in the midst. Hallelujah. You show up. You show up. And when you show up, the enemy has to flee. Father, we glorify your name. I pray for your wisdom upon your people today. Father, I declare new strength. I, I declare they receive new strength today. Say this with me. Say, Father, I receive new strength, new revelation, new joy, new power, new relationships, new relationships in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. New passion. Hallelujah. Yes. A new shout. I receive a new shout. Come on, let's shout. Release the new shout. Release it. Release it in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on. Yes, Lord, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We glorify your holy, holy, holy name. Lift your hands up. Father, right now, I just speak over your people life. I speak over your people resurrection power. I speak resurrection power over their hearts, their minds, their very souls, Lord God. The joy of the Lord. Let it be released even now upon your people. The joy of the Lord. New passion. New strength, Lord God. Right now, receive it. Receive it. Presence of God right now. Fill us to overflowing, oh God. Right now, right now. Oh God, thank you. Thank you for a new infusion of your presence upon your people. Thank you, Lord God, that when we come out of this place, we're not going to come out the same way we came in. We're going to come out, Lord God, singing and praising. We're going to come out with a new confidence, a new renewed passion for your presence, a new passion, hallelujah, for your kingdom, Lord God, a new passion for what you've called us to do. Father, thank you, Lord God, for this team, this ministry team that you've put together. 
thank you Lord if we were alone we would have sunk but because you have brought us together we're not only not going to sink we're going to have all the provision we need to be able to give meat oh hallelujah and provision to the community hallelujah we praise you for it oh God we give you the glory my Lord hallelujah receive it say I receive it I receive it come on come on say it I receive it hallelujah glory to God thank you Lord thank you Father thank you Father thank you Lord thank you Lord hallelujah 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 thank you Father thank you my Lord thank you amen amen glory to God amen Praise God. You may be seated in the presence of God. Take that deposit now. Take that deposit. To your region, because it works wherever. <laughs> it works at work. It works on the train. It works in your family. Praise God. It works in community. Hallelujah. Amen.